0: To the Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we are here with our Season 2 wrap-up for The Walking Dead. Season 2.0. Uh, 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. Next season will be 2.5. Ah, it's so weird. I I'm, wish they wouldn't do we've this We've
1: got stuff. some uh, <laughs> insider feedback on maybe why they're doing this.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, so what we're going to do tonight, I think, is talk a little bit about um, what we thought about Season 2, how it compared to Season 1 uh where we think it's going from here stuff like that and then we're going to do our listener feedback section as usual uh aaron you're going to take the lead on this one right i think so okay
1: then do it first of all if you're grooving through the tunes we're playing oh, for our right. credits you might want to check out jim's brother's band mysteriana
0: yeah i'm letting him down i'm not promoting his band
1: <laughs> uh <Meisteriana>, music.com <laughs> music. um, you can always check out the link we put on our show notes every week yep Full track. Four minutes long and some really cool stuff there. and you can check out the rest of their, their library too. Also, um, we've been having some problems with our affiliate link, if you've been supporting us that way. So what we did is we recreated it. So if you've got that bookmarked, um, if you got the uh, amazon.baldmove.com site bookmarked, you're golden. Yep. If you bookmarked like the page at the top of our site, you might want to rebar- re- rebookmark it or just revisit amazon.baldmove.com bookmark whatever comes up and then you'll be supporting us and how way that works once again is if you're doing your christmas shopping online you plug in com, and mm-hmm. we get a little little portion of the proceeds that flow through amazon
0: yeah it really helps us just you know keep the lights on uh keep casting and all the bits flowing yes you know all that stuff.
1: So we, it costs we really nothing. appreciate it, it. doesn't add anything to your order. It's not like you're making a donation. You're Except just, a
0: little bit of love. That's what it, it adds. It does. It adds a little bit of love. You got to give just a tiny bit of love, but...
1: It's <laughs> like mom's chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> we makes them with love. So you're shopping with love yeah. when you're shopping the bald move that... No, the amazon.baldmove.com.
0: <laughs> when you're shopping our broken legs. Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So where do we go from here? Uh, I'm going to interview you, Jim Jones. Oh, no. And the listener shall hear your answers. Uh, can I pretend to be someone first, else? First, yes, you can. Can I take
0: on a funny voice?
1: You could, yes. An accent, yes.
0: <laughs> I won't.
1: <laughs> we've 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 uh, gone to that well many a times. at Bald move. Yes. Yes. Uh, first of all, season one or season two? What's your preference? Uh, uh, see, I'm jaded because I'm going to suggest it one
0: more time. Go check out Walking Dead Apocalypse. That's what I've seen most recently of season one. But you can't judge season one by the fan edit. I know, but I'm having trouble thinking of the rest of it because I haven't seen it in so long, you know?
1: Well, think of your first, because we just saw that a couple weeks ago. So what was your impression? My first impression is that season one is better.
0: Okay. uh, By a small bit. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because season two just kind of uh, walked around in circles for a while. It It did some things, came back to them, redid them, and came back again. Uh, the Sophia payoff in season two was fantastic, but the journey there, the journey is supposed to be the fun part, right? Right. It's not about the, the end. It's about the journey, but it wasn't this time. It was about the end.
1: And I, I didn't like that. So I'm going with season one. I kind of want to agree to because, and only because of this, uh, season one had an excellent beginning. And an excellent mm-hmm. end, and it was kind of bookmarked by, or not the opposite of bookmarked. It yeah. was <laughs> so the meat in the middle. Book, is... It was book middled by mediocrity. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. Uh We're season two. I and I'm one of the minority, but I didn't really care for the the first episode of season one. Uh, or season, season two. One. Okay. Season two. And I didn't really? think it really got going until episode four, and and uh, a little bit last four. three or so. Right. Right, so... Mm. See, I like the I first episode. Loved, I, I liked the, the journey that we took with Daryl. Yep, yep. I liked the uh, build-up between that and the Barnwalker revelation. Mm-hmm. I liked the descent of Shane. Uh, although exactly. I, I initially resisted that. I didn't really Why? take that him murdering Otis. I don't know. It just felt... It just... Because, again, as we talked a little bit before, I don't think the... It was well told. Um, they they should mm, have made okay. it seem. Although in retrospect, this again they could have been intentional that Shane didn't really have to kill Otis the way this scene was shot. Sure, yeah. they would have been better off to just limp to the car and drive off together.
0: Definitely, yeah. So they if they wanted to
1: make this uh, like you know an Anakin Skywalker fall from grace, I think they should have made it a little bit more desperate. Or if they just wanted to make it seem like Shane is an asshole, mm. uh, they should have you know, done what they did, except for Shane shouldn't have kept offering to sacrifice himself earlier in the episode.
0: Yeah. And he shouldn't have looked as
1: broken up about
0: it. You know, I don't know if he was broken up about it. No. Uh, he was pretty guilty
1: when he came back. He felt really bad about what he did. Well, was he guilty or was he just nervous that the, because again, that they would find out. Yeah. They would know? Yeah.
0: Uh, I think he was genuinely kind of, I think he was almost surprised by himself. Like he didn't realize he could do that. And then after he did, uh, he kind of realized, okay, this is the role I'm
1: going to take. This is who I am, you know? Hmm. Um, and,
0: and Dale obviously finds
1: that out. See, I am, I see him walking this tightrope where, you know, he has started to realize that this is the law of the jungle mm-hmm. and that, you know, my survival and my group survival is of paramount importance. What happens when he crosses that line and decides, it's just all about me? I can take whatever I want. Hmm. I can kill whatever I want. As long as I'm the strongest, Mm -hmm. uh, nothing can stop me.
0: That's a really good question. I mean, right now,
1: he's kind of walked between those lines. But I think the way he Mm -hmm. treated Dale, uh, just, you know, look, you're no threat to me. I'm taking what I want. That's going to start the wheel spinning, the way he kind of took Andrea yeah but yet still's got this hold on lori i mean he's starting to he's like halfway towards being a cult leader you're right i I
0: think uh dale definitely is a step in that direction because dale is a guy that he didn't know before right Mm -hmm. he he had no connection to him he doesn't feel anything for him so dale's kind of a stepping stone what happens when he starts feeling that way about rick right about lori about carl yeah about the people who he supposedly cares so much about if he turns on them there's then he's done he's gone right so yeah that's that could be interesting path
1: uh, Do you feel like they should stick closer to the comics from here on out? Because they've really gone off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. The walkers in the barn was right out of the comics. Mm-hmm. The pilot was almost right out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like... And I know there's, there's valid reasons, and we talked about how they might have improved the comic in some way by altering some of the characters, but how do you feel on the whole? Where do you come, where do you come down on this? Um, I'm, I think they
0: should, it hasn't crossed the line where they've gone too far off the comics for me. Um, some of the characters are a little different, but I think they're eventually moving towards roles that they fulfill in the comics. And, um, I think Kirkman has even talked about this, maybe on the talking dead. Uh, but he says in season two, they consciously made an effort to come closer to the comic books. Because uh, season one, they went kind of way off, you know, and none of that Merle stuff was in there. Uh, th- shit, those characters weren't even in there, right? So, um, I don't feel like it's become a problem yet, and I'd like to see them maintain about the same level of uh, comic bookiness that they have.
1: See, I like, I would like them to go in the uh, even more in that direction because I think of mm. Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and how I thought that was really awesome. And then when I read read the book, I'm like, crap, they just basically filmed this thing. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with the Godfather. When I was reading, uh, mm, when I, I yeah. saw the movie is so impressed and I read the book and I'm like, wow, they just, all the best parts of Godfather one and two are from the book, the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, you've got a material that's got fantastic characters and really interesting plots. a won awards. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you need to go in there and start tinkering with things? Well, do you think that's a dare a Darabont thing?
0: Well, I wonder if it's not even a Kirkman thing. I mean, I know in uh, projects that I do, I see a lot of flaws when I started later on right. that I feel like I know better now and I can correct. Or he might um, just be
1: bored because or, he was he so intimately involved with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if it's not a thing where Kirkman has consciously said, "Hey, I want to get. I don't want to stick directly to these things because that won't be any fun
1: for me, and also I feel I could do better." All right. Any other thoughts on that? No. Uh, one thing I've noticed, especially in this season, because there weren't a lot of scary moments, mm.
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and I didn't find the zombies very scary, and I think there's a couple problems with this. Uh, number one, I don't like the sound the zombies make. <laughs> I well, what do you mean it, don't like it? I find it funny. <laughs> really? Like, uh, I guess maybe I'm a zombie purist, but I, I like them better when they're moaning. This whole... <laughs> you know, is just... Uh-huh especially when they layer it so so a tracks, it just sounds like like my office place when everybody's got you know strep throat yeah, the or a congested bad cold. zombies yeah <laughs> it's like get these people on some Metamucil.
0: <laughs> get some mucinex in that crowd yeah. like they
1: need to just make up mucinex bombs uh-huh toss them in <laughs> um, i also think that the zombies this season uh almost show too much emotion Mm, yeah like they're well, they're they're showing like rage and anger which i always think zombies are creepiest when they're just completely like passive
0: yeah i feel like a zombie is best served by being slow uh being in massive hordes yeah and not giving a shit about what you do to it or what you're doing just coming at you relentlessly right and not showing yeah like anger the zombies aren't angry right they just want to eat your brain right <laughs> that's it
1: right It's like a lion is not pissed at the antelope. It just wants it in its belly. Uh Uh-huh. They're not going to eat your eyes. Right. Don't worry. Right. No, I... I, (laughs) Nice. Uh, Nice Joko reference. (laughs) Um, No, I I think that they are almost a little too human, especially when I was Mm -hmm. watching again this latest episode, and you look at the zombies that are on uh, the, like, leash... And they're like, yeah. They're, yeah. it's almost like they're like angry. They're off scenes that angrier, more no. anger, more anger, more spittle. Yeah. Flare those nostrils. I'm angrier like, with your mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're just all about the memes today. I am. So Sorry. I also, um, I, yeah, I think they're a little too fast. They're showing too much emotion. Uh, the makeup is awesome. Very cool. Yeah, fantastic. That guy's a genius. But but they're too loud, noisy, fast, and emoting for my take. So how hmm. can we make the zombies scarier uh, in next season? I do like when they're doing a very good job at, you know, having the classic horror scare techniques paying off and not paying off. Like, for example, yeah. <laughs> Carl climbs over a zombie-looking corpse it's shot like it's gonna come alive. We're all thinking it's gonna come alive. it doesn't come alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie walks through a drugstore. it's shot like there's gonna be a zombie. there is a zombie, so mm-hmm. like that's eventually gonna pay off and that we're gonna be on our toes during those scenes. so they're doing sure. that well. I just think when they're there something is missing like there needs to be more scenes for like in the beginning where. Uh, some of the creepiest parts in the begin in the first episode, the pilot episode, are when you know Rick stumbled across the walkers that were chained in the cafeteria, and the, like the door slowly pushes mm-hmm. open, you see the skeletal fingers, and it's like super creepy. And just like I think that one of the creepiest scenes in the whole uh, run is when that doorknob slowly turns. Yeah, when she's trying to open the, the front door, the, the Mor- Morgan's wife is trying to get mm-hmm. in. It's like stuff like that. And another, another
0: great shot, I thought, was when Andrea gets separated from the group in the woods, and she's just walking by. She thinks she's talking to whoever's there, and a zombie comes up beside her, and it's a pan past a tree, right. and a zombie comes out from behind the tree, and they don't—she doesn't even acknowledge it. Right. And that, to me, is very creepy. Like, the you have to build the, the tension— yeah, and when you see a character who doesn't realize that there's a zombie directly behind them, but the audience does, right. That builds tension to me, and that yeah. that's what makes it scary. These jump scare type things don't do it for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I'm I'm a zombie veteran. None of this stuff really scares me anymore.
1: Well, I don't. I, I'm not going for scares because yeah. again, I, mean, I might have overplayed the fact that I'm a, a pussy a bit too much. Uh, <laughs> starting off this cast <laughs> about scary, uh-huh. I find it stressful. But I'm not finding yeah. any of it creepy. I would like to get a little bit more horror in the show gotcha so you know, and so far there hasn't been a lot of that um any other comments on the scariness of the zombies uh
0: they could have put a girl with black
1: hair in the well that would have been scarier <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that was way scarier. and a nice homage too yeah. yeah um so where do we think the survivors are going to go from here uh do you want to see them go to definitely fort ben- the moon I, I don't want to see them go to fort benning i think that's a departure from the comic and they need to get if they're going to go to Fort Benning, it needs to be overrun. Because yeah. once they get to a,
0: a safe haven, like this farm even is too much of a safe haven. You can't have a, one zombie wandering in every two days, you know? See, I think That's you, not
1: tense at all. I think you can, but then you have to really ratchet up the tension in the group. And they got all the materials there, so I actually wouldn't mind seeing them settle in someplace and really secure it. And maybe even bring some outside influences in here like they do. Uh, later on in the comics, and we can talk a little bit more about this in the spoiler section. But um, I, I don't know. I think the, the problem they have on the farm, as far as the zombies go,
0: is that they're too far away from the farm. Like, there are a ton of zombies out there, but they're nowhere near the survivors. I think if they hold up in a place like uh, like an apartment building or something, and there were thousands upon thousands of zombies outside, constantly moaning, constantly knocking on things, trying to get in... It would be much more tense. Yeah. That that would, that would danger would be more real. Right now on the farm, it just feels like they're, they can survive there forever. Right. They'll never be eaten by zombies because they're safe.
1: Right. So if they could get to someplace safe where they could start building a base, but the omnipresent dread and tension is all around them. Yeah.
0: It needs to be in the background.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, it's just any other drama, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. But I also think they need to where I think the survivors go. Um, I like to see them get a little bit more onto the comic book plot. I'd like to see them really explore Shane to see where this is going to go, um, and see if they can make that even more interesting and prevent something. and have. I think that's going to be one of Rick's first moral dilemmas. You know, people are saying well, we need to get him to have moral dilemmas. Well, when is he going to have to say you know yeah. we need to put Shane down? Is he going to have Uh, to kill... That's a good question. Because this segs into... I've got a theory that one of the three is going to die in 2.5. Shane, Dale, or Herschel.
0: Shane, Dale, or Herschel. Okay. So
1: either... And I think that Shane is going to kill either Dale or Herschel... Mm-hmm. at which case I think that there'll be a double homicide because I think Rick will then have to put down Shane.
0: Ooh, wow.
1: Um, but I think one of those two are going to die, and then if if it's if it's Dale or Herschel first, then I think Shane will probably die too. Um, hmm. But do you think that – do you think Rick will actually – or someone from the group will put Shane down before he actually menaces an innocent per- person in the group?
0: Well, if you want a moral dilemma, there it is. Rick versus Shane. Yeah. I mean, if Shane goes off the deep end and Rick has to handle him, how, how is he going to do that? You know, is, is he going to kick him off the farm? Is he going to kill him? Is he going to try to reason with him? And things got of hand. That could be an interesting moral dilemma for Rick because this is like his best friend, you know?
1: Plus, now the way they've got it, that would be controversial if Rick bumped off uh, Shane because I think a yeah. significant portion of the group is looking up to Shane. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that are... Like Herschel, Dale, uh, maybe Maggie uh, are mm, kind of yeah. horrified at Shane. Uh, I think Glenn is kind of confused, neutral. Uh, Carl and Lori are definitely not on his side. But I think Andrea, Dog, na- maybe T-Dog, maybe Daryl uh is is on his is is on his side mm-hmm. like daryl was like hell yeah when it came oh, yeah. time to rock on the barn
0: yeah Are you with me yeah i'll take that shotgun uh uh-huh. yes please uh yeah so i i don't know i mean what if dale kills shane how about that in in your trifecta there
1: uh, i don't think dale is set up to do that
0: you don't think he can kill anybody he has. Uh, he his... pretty much admitted it in the last episode right
1: Although... That that's
0: not the type of person he is. He's not going to go down with the world.
1: Maybe he could. It's just that, like, if he had killed Shane just then, mm. what would the group have done to Dale? Because he's stealing their guns, <laughs> and Shane went uh-huh. to confront him, and he shot Shane dead. And they don't know And, and he's like, no, you got to believe me. He mm. killed Otis. Yeah, and he, he was, was mo- going to kill Rick. He was moving in on Andrea. Like, uh-huh. that would look like... It would look like jealousy. Oh, completely. Yeah. So I think it's it's... It's almost weird. Like, I don't know how much of that was Dale's weakness and how much of that was him doing the math and say, I, this would be over the same reason Shane didn't kill Dale mm-hmm. yeah. because it would give him problems in the group.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. That would be interesting to see for sure. I don't think it's going to happen now, though. I think it's too late now that Shane has done what he's done.
1: Um. So are you looking more forward to 2.5 than you were to 2.0?
0: Uh, yes, yes. I'm very interested to see what happens now with Herschel, especially. What happens with this farm? Like, they've disobeyed his rules, just a wee bit, you know? Just a little bit. So, what is Herschel going to do now? Yeah. And that's kind of the big question going into season 2.5 for me. And
1: if Herschel decides to kick him off, Mm -hmm. will... How will he do it? Will the group be like, well, fuck you. Uh Uh-huh. We got the guns. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And we've got the numbers and we say we're staying.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really eager to see that. So definitely I'm looking forward to that more.
1: I'm actually glad that, too, even though it's probably hurtful from an iTunes ratings and audience perspective <laughs> for us, that the first half of the season sucked and the second half was really good. Uh-huh. Because if it was reversed, imagine the first four episodes were awesome yeah. and then they declined in quality. Mm. People would be like, oh, Darabont's out. <laughs> and people, they still were. People would be turning on the show mm. now that the show kind of like started off really even, and uh, by most accounts, has gotten a lot better, Mm -hmm. or at least more interesting, exciting things happening, I think that gives me hope that maybe they'll have figured this thing out and can can succeed going forward.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a rough season 2.5, because that's the cutoff with Darabont, right? That's where he got ousted. So who
1: knows what happens now? I have to think that these last two episodes... I think there's a lot, a lot that can be done in editing. Sure. And I think that he probably had no hand in the editing in the last few episodes. Hmm. And he probably actually, I mean, I don't know that he had a hand in editing any of the episodes because that was one of the controversies of the first episode that was supposed to be like, a whole hour, and it ended up getting mm-hmm. chopped down to 15 minutes, and then they glued Episode 2 onto it and called that episode, you know, a mega Episode 1. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, I don't know that he had the final edit on any of that stuff. I don't,
0: I, I mean, I can't speak to it, obviously, right. but we know that he's not involved in Season 2.5. I'm just saying there'd be so, a lot
1: more, I'd be a lot more hesitant if we were heading into Season 2.5 with stinkers on episode five yeah. six and seven definitely you know there'd be a lot more of this oh budget cuts and oh, all there uh-huh. and yeah. by the way the people that are saying oh budget cut this budget cut that you realize that this is less than a hundred thousand dollars per episode drop
0: hmm. yeah
1: we're talking millions of dollars per episode to produce um and it's not that big of it a- so if you're thinking that the budget cuts are what's causing the show to suck mm-hmm. or has decreased in quality This is a point that Seppenwall and Dan Feinberg make time and time again. It's like this—that's not the blame. Yeah, uh, for sure. And
0: now they're on the farm, and there are far less zombies than there were in episodes. No, that wasn't uh, in season one. Cuts
1: that was due to the plot.
0: Sure, definitely. But what I'm saying is the budget wasn't missed as much because they didn't have to
1: have hundreds of extras doing zombie makeup. You think hundred thousand dollars means more zombies? Oh yeah, certainly seems like that's, you can maybe buy
0: four makeup artists on that. How, but how many zombies can they do? Like these extras, extras get paid nothing. nothing. That's yeah, what, that's I'm, what saying. I'm saying. Yeah. So they could, they could have had four extra people on makeup and how many per hour can they do? I mean, they throw masks uh, on half of them. They, it, I mean, it depends if you're a feature zombie. So you, you get think a hundred thousand
1: dollars is really could be impactful.
0: Uh, yeah, but I think the story didn't mind, you know, the story took them away from all the concentrated packs of zombies so you're not going to miss it do you think i
1: think mean, that's i feel like strong that's a story they wanted to tell they didn't make exactly that. okay that's so, what i'm saying all right all right all right well anyway let's move on I'm, uh, do you have any other points you want to make because if not just get right into the feedback um
0: i don't i don't know i feel like we haven't talked about much but uh yeah let's go into feedback I feel like we talked like 25
1: minutes that's true <laughs> we have
0: all right let's do uh, feedback.
1: Anyway, Andrew WB, after I guess we had an email problem because he sent us an email and it got ate by the Internet somehow. Oh, hmm. the dog did it. Uh, He has a triumphant return and he says, clearly the high points of the show keep us coming back. These flashes of greatness. However, uh, he makes a sports metaphor somewhat like the Patriots courtship of Albert Hainsworth. If you keep mailing it in, despite your capacity for excellence, people eventually bail. That's a very on point point analogy. I do like the football. So, oh, yeah, I love the football. Uh, the rotation of directors, writers, and producers really helped expose the soft, schizophrenic underbelly of The Walking Dead. It's completely frustrating that they already have the comic storyline to riff off of, yet they insist on reinventing the wheel, and the plot deviations from a graphic novel seem to consistently be the weakest aspects of the show. True or false? Um, I don't know.
0: I like where they're going with Shane. I True, and Daryl. I love Daryl. Um, I think when Merle comes back, if Merle comes back...
1: It's gonna be epic let's 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 uh, put aside the characters for a moment because honestly okay. I've been rereading the graphic novels on my Kindle, mm-hmm. which you can get at amazon. dot com uh, <laughs> um, I actually found that the characters other than like Rick mm-hmm. um, in the first several books were pretty bland and generic, so I can see. Really? I can see why that they wanted to spice up the character rotation a little bit and get some fresh blood in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew here is talking about plot. We're talking about the, you know, where the comics went this way mm-hmm. and we went around this bomb. Like as far as the CDC and the yeah like, stuff like Although, that. yeah, I mean, CDC was a pretty strong episode.
0: I thought so. A lot of people didn't like it. Really? A lot really? of people hated the CDC part, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't had a real problem with it, honestly so
1: i think i think his point is pretty strong because it seems to me that this season would have been vastly improved just by going straight at a you know not going right towards the the
0: bullshit with sophia yeah that was i mean it had a good payoff but i mean
1: they should have gone right to the barn walker i mean that 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 should have been like a three episode yeah two
0: three episodes is all that needed and they
1: drug it out for seven come on he continues, if you believe that developing characters is the toughest part of creating a successful show, which I agree with, and you why have a built-in yeah. stable of great characters already, then why on earth would you like to overhaul their behavior? Shane might be the only bright part of this restructuring, but what's going on with Dale, Andrea, and Glenn? It almost feels like the writers are of the opinion that, they're su- opinion that they're too sophisticated to take on any cues from the comic book. I, the, I don't know if they're worried about people getting bored. Maybe. But there's not the Walking Dead does not have a huge audience. Uh, you mean the comic book? Yeah. Hmm. There's yeah. eight million people watching the show. I bet there's not a hundred thousand people to follow the Walking Dead comic.
0: I, I don't know. That might be true.
1: I'm almost certain it is.
0: Yeah, comics traditionally don't have huge uh, audiences. No, and they've gotten
1: weaker in the past few years, and we're mm-hmm. talking about this isn't Superman and Batman. No, this is some like, like I, I saw third, a statistic third party label that image. like. Batman pulls, like, 100,000 readers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking that The Walking Dead, this graphic novel offshoot thing, maybe does half that.
0: And here's the other thing with the characters. I'm wondering, it's essentially the show is a reboot of the comic books because you've got to go all the way back to the beginning and show people everything that the people who've read the comic already know. So we already know the storylines for all these characters and where they end up. Is it just the fact that we're going back to the beginning now that makes them seem different? Um, are they coming around to the same place? Because I definitely feel like Rick is. Um, I feel like some of the other characters, like Lori, Lori didn't really do much for me in the comic books. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the characters are just slowly moving into the roles they have in the comic books, hmm. which you kind of have to do. Uh, you're not going to... Over this, over the like a two episode arc in season one, you're not going to turn these characters into who they become. Fifteen ninety comic books later, you know. I s- so um,
1: I wonder if that's part of it. I just looked it up. The Walking Dead averages twenty one thousand units.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Yeah. So compare that to the ten plus
0: million people I've heard. Although that's both showings uh but yeah that's a big difference
1: right so a lot of the people
0: who are watching this show have never heard of the comic books
1: right so it's like i don't if they're shying away because they're afraid to recycle the plot i mean again yeah game of thrones did not suffer because it slavishly <laughs> followed the book
0: and i'm one of the people who's never read game of thrones
1: so there you i go. couldn't
0: tell the difference
1: uh he uses the invention of daryl and merrill and uh, merrill rather daryl and Mer- <laughs> <by the laughs> daryl brother, merrill and carol daryl Uh, In season one, they're the stereotypical southern rednecks. In season two, Daryl Mm. morphs into a crude, apocalyptic version of Henry David Thoreau. (laughs) What would Big Brother say if you saw him picking flowers? It's also great getting no to Herschel's family. Maggie's nice and horny, but they didn't bother to give us so much as the names of these other farmers. Uh, Don't even get me started on Novatos. Oh, that was an awful part of season one. The Latino I, gang. I, I really, really over liked it home. up until
0: it, they revealed that it was a nursing home. I loved the stand down, the yeah, standoff between that, Rick and the the that, head of the Vatos. That twist was
1: bullshit. It man. was. It was terrible. <laughs> um, this notion that Herschel and his clan are unaware of Sophia being in the barn is horse hockey. Uh, he actually had like six points. I'm going to use his two strongest points in interest of time. Okay. Are we to believe that getting a zombie into the barn was a one man show? I mean, that's what Kirkman basically said, that, well, Otis did all, this was his job. And he's like, and he says uh, facetiously, okay, little girl, I'm going to let you go while I silently undo these three locks in the barn, because it's preposterous. At a bare minimum, you need at least one diversion guy and one wrangler. Well, Otis was the
0: the carrot and the stick. Yeah, but he's saying, like,
1: (laughs) what do you do when you get her to the barn? You're going to undo all those locks, throw her in there, and not the zombies rush? Yeah, yeah. So... I
0: don't know how Otis did that. I mean, Otis is a big man. He could he could wrangle <laughs> some zombies pretty well, but once you get to the door...
1: I was gonna say, he didn't do so good when with the zombies close and personal before. Well, yeah, that's a lot of zombies. Yeah. And he had Shane to deal with, lunatic. True. Uh, he says, also, apparently, they regularly toss and snap chicken into the barn from the mm-hmm. hayloft, and nobody notices a little girl sticking out from mom, brother, and neighbor Joe. I mean, I know the barn mm. is dark... But that's a pretty strong point. There's only a dozen zombies walking around there. You wouldn't notice one yeah. little girl that was new. I I don't know. I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief yeah. for that. But I, but like I, guess, I see the point. Yeah. I said last week, that's weak. I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I'm moving on. Sure. Um, to clarify my point... Uh, he also, uh, we, we said like, what did he, was he talking about? The the deliverage homage? Yeah. yeah. Apparently it was a lot of stuff. Yeah. It goes from the movie. It goes comparing the movie into the episode. Um, they both feature a river in the deep South, a dramatic scene with a hillbilly standing on the top of a ridge looking down Mm -hmm. an epic climb up steep river banks to save life, save his life ending in an even more dramatic epic fail slash tumble self impalement with own arrow and a banjo soundtrack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of comparisons there. It's been a long time since I've seen Deliverance. And apparently. Ned Beatty
1: get like the graphic rape on AMC?
0: Yeah, yeah, they had to cut that. Daredevil put that in, but
1: <laughs> they cut it. <laughs> the AMC's execs didn't <laughs> like it. Uh, some few, a few nitpicks. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nitpick you, Daniel, and say that the majority of your, I guess those were big. Those were nat picks. There was not nitpicks. Nat picks. They're macro picks. Picks. <laughs> uh, right. I'm not clear on how Dale is so sure that Shane shot Otis. Uh, I don't think he was clear. I think he no. was fishing yeah. and then Shane just gave it up. Yeah. Well, he,
0: he did the same thing with Lori, right? Right. He fished. Are you pregnant? But he did it in a way that the other person gave up the info. Dale's good at that.
1: Uh... Why do they rotate directors on these shows? The uh, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad director this week was great. They should keep her on. Yeah. I think Breaking Bad rotates directors. It I does. all t- I, they, Almost all TV shows do. And they have a lot of different writers, although I think they do keep a consistent bullpen, and they also work out the plot issues in advance. Mm-hmm. Maybe Walking Dead doesn't do that. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think it's the change of directors so much as just the lack of central vision for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, Why didn't Glenn spot Sophia from the loft or Shane when he's peeking in through the slats? It's dark. Yeah. Uh, There's no light coming into the barn, right? Right. Especially at night. My God, it's probably super black. Yeah. yeah. Super dark in there. Uh, The Daryl Carroll comp. Man, I I hate that. Daryl (laughs) Carroll. The Daryl Carroll romance is like the opposite of of a Reese's peanut butter cup. I think they're not too great. Tastes it tastes great together. <laughs> I think Daryl snapped on the saddle because he hadn't read the script until that moment and hated where it was going. <laughs> God damn I gotta it. say, what I gotta make out with this woman? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, the whole gunshots bring walkers cannon seems to be completely abandoned. Agree or disagree?
0: Uh, like I said, they're way far away from the zombies. And that they, fence
1: is way out there, and they are making hand motions about we are. You know, we're we're far away. Mm-hmm. So. So it's, it's w- been minimized by the setting. How yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah. So how about that? Uh, Mike, uh, he also has a couple uh, spoiler things we'll get to eventually. Uh, Mike Stein, uh, this is guy's had a little, I don't know if he's, he doesn't have inside information, but uh, he has got a lot of theater and movie type experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. Education and that. Sweet. Um, he says the AMC broke the show into two halves because they didn't want the episode's final the season's final episodes would be airing over to New uh, Christmas, New Year's, holiday, but at the same time wanted to premiere on Halloween as a conclusion to their Fright Fest month of programming. The only mm. way to do this was to split the season.
0: Uh, that's not true. It started two weeks before Halloween, didn't it? Because we were totally shocked by it. We were like, oh, shit, we got to start our podcast two weeks early.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it was still concurrent with their Fright Fest month of programming
0: i thought fright fest ended the thing on the is 30th. yeah
1: i i agree yes i agree with mike they they fully intended to do that they changed their mind at the last freaking minute i mean yeah like i'm almost certain i saw press releases about it being um you know debuting a halloween weekend just like it did before but anyway hmm. his point still remains they wanted to have it with fright fest but they also didn't want the finale mm-hmm. to be ending in the middle of the holiday season. Yeah, that is. makes sense. Sure. Um, he also heard speculation that AMC networks, which include AMC, IFC, WeTV, and Sundance Channel, recently became a private company and they wanted to split mm-hmm. the season of their most popular series, like The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, which we heard that the last season they're thinking about splitting that now, uh, so they can book the ad revenue they generate by the show over two financial quarters. In the aggregate, it makes no huh. difference, but investors and speculators are more comfortable with consistent revenue as opposed to spikes. That rings huh. true to me yeah. because goddamn we do this at work all the friggin' time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the short term. You've got to see consistent growth otherwise.
1: Yeah. People jump ship. It's like what does the difference if we buy it this month or that? Well, it's a new quarter. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, whatever." <laughs> Sure. Encounters. Uh, on the podcast, I believe you speculated that the season was split in order to air over two separate sweeps periods. My understanding is sweeps only un- relate to broadcast networks and thus would be of no consequence to AMC. Oh. I don't know if that's true because Seppenwall and, and Feinberg, who are more professional than we, cite that as well. Oh. And sweeps, you know what sweeps are basically, right? Yeah,
0: it's where they determine the advertising rates for the new season. Right, of like shows. this show
1: gets this many ratings, uh-huh. so I can charge this much for it. Yeah. And AMC, it's not like a premium cable. Like sweeps would, get, sweeps mean fuck all to HBO and Showtime. They don't show
0: commercials. But AMC
1: <laughs> is, is a basic, maybe a premium basic, you could argue, but it's a basic cable thing that does have advertising. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that, I, I don't know if uh, he's right about that.
0: I don't know anything about it so
1: no um, comment if you want to f- follow up on that mike will consider it but he says finally the walking dead is in fact the highest rated scripted cable series ever oh. in the 18 to 49 what? demographic <laughs> seriously you're gonna qualify it that much amc well the unscripted shows like jersey shore don't count Wow. Um, and some dramas such as the closer have attracted more overall viewers but he's saying 18 to 49 demographic is what the advertisers that's the prize demographic Uh, yeah they don't care about kids because they don't spend money they don't care about old people (laughs) because old people are cheap uh sure on average no no i'm not gonna make a generalization
0: this is the advertiser talking not me folks Huh. Okay. So the most highly rated scripted yeah. for that demographic.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Sounds suspect, AMC. It's like everybody you claim in there. Every
1: company that comes in, you know, a vendor, like mm-hmm. when they do their PowerPoints, they're always the leading company in XYZ. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Every single one of the four companies I've interviewed this past week have said that you're the leading people. In,
0: we are the number one podcast with Aaron and Jim on it. <laughs>
1: We're the number one. Indianapolis-based podcast on The Walking Dead. (laughs) About AMC-exclusive shows. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rachel from Cleveland says, I think other people on the farm besides Otis would have to have known about Sophia being in the barn. After all, we explicitly saw a scene of one of Herschel's people feeding the zombies in the barn. Uh, You'd think you'd notice a child walk around. So she's echoing uh, 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 Andrew... Mm -hmm. Or Daniel, rather. Yeah. Uh, It goes, plus, assuming she knows who the people in the barn are, she would especially notice someone new whom she didn't recognize. Again, I just think it was dark in there. And you don't... I'm not going to – it's not like you're feeding fish at the zoo or feeding pigeons. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's – I think a, a lot of these people just more or less went along with Herschel mm. out of respect he for them. He seemed to
0: have a lot of control over that group.
1: Whoever Blondie was, Otis's ex-wife or uh-huh. widow. Uh, Patricia, I think. Is that her name? I think she so. She didn't yeah. seem like she was really down with the whole feeding program.
0: Uh, when you got to go out there and break the legs off of chickens, I yeah. wouldn't be down
1: with that either. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. Uh, Levi Jeans, our comrade from Personal Arrogance. Oh, yeah. Which you can get to at com. <laughs> our affiliate link. Uh, he thinks that the AMCs... You actually did a podcast with them just last week, didn't you? I did,
0: you? yeah. And we talked a little bit about Walking Dead and Breaking Bad um, and what I think about the shows. So, yeah, check out the Personal Arrogance podcast from last week or any of them, really. I mean, they're all good. Honestly, the one Jim was not their best. You might want to <laughs>
1: Uh, you well want we go in their back <laughs> catalog to fairly judge their... <laughs> sure, sure.
0: But uh, it's also over Skype. Keep that in mind, so the audio quality
1: isn't great on my end. Oh, I was just kidding. Look at he's He's having a nervous breakdown here.
0: No, I just want to warn people
1: in case they're expecting the same quality that they get here on the on the bald move network. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, Levi. Uh, he thinks AMC's Walking Dead is unfortunately missing the most important aspect of the comics, which is Rick's descent into savagery. Mm. Characters come and go into graphic novels, but Rick is the main protagonist for a reason. The series shows his slow loss of humanity in exchange for a protective nature that Mm. is more tribal and instinctual.
0: That is a good point.
1: Unfortunately, he has only taken one major step in his character development, killing Sophia. AMC has been good about using the secondary characters as examples of steady archetypes. Dale will always remain humanistic. Daryl becomes feral. Uh, Carl grows up too fast. Shane descends into darkness and becomes unstable. And Lori is a constant victim. These all acts as datum for Rick's humanity, which should be the most dynamic as we witness the compromises he makes, where he draws hard lines and then which of those he crosses anyways. The pace of the show is depending on his decision-making, which needs to start coming faster and blur the line between right and wrong the show wants to stay interesting. I'm hopeful Rick starts making these tough decisions in season 2.5. Good point. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that a lot. I wonder how much AMC modeled what show they took on next based on Breaking Bad, because... The character of Walter White is very, very similar in that regard. He he is a dynamic character who changes over the course of the show. And if we're going to see Rick do that as well, that could have been one of the factors that made them take on the show. Like, we had so much success with this. Let's do it again.
1: True. Uh, Tom G. wrote in a couple bullet points. Overall impressions of the first half of season two. The favorite new character is Maggie's side boobs. <laughs> Least favorite new character. What's his name? Yeah. Most miraculous recovery. T-Dog. Although I'd have to put Carl up there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carl he, Jr. He pretty,
0: and Rick. Rick gave all his blood away and then just walked out of the barn and started working with Herschel.
1: True. Uh, best Walker kill Daryl forcing a crossbow bolt through the Walker's head in the creek. Mm-hmm. On a scale of 1 to 10, with the final three episodes of uh, Breaking Bad season 4 being a 10, and any season of Chips being a 1, huh? Walking Dead 2.1 is an 8. I would say 7. The first half was just too, yeah, too I, bad. Oh, it's that first, like, it's the middle area. Like, yeah. I
0: liked episode one, but then two, three, four, eh.
1: I'll give they the final right. three episodes an eight, approaching nine at the end. Yeah, but if the yeah. whole season is seven, and that's kind of remarkable, given how bad the first of the, ep- uh, the season was. Mm-hmm. His predictions, one of the season one characters dies of non-walker circumstances and becomes a walker.
0: Oh, I'd like to see that. Which will that demonstrate once some and for all, yeah, how, yep.
1: this, how the universe works. Yeah. Rick spills the last words of CDC guy uh, after prediction number one. So I, we'll find out if it's... Please? Yeah. Please? I want to know already. Come on. Like, this, they're dragging this out like hatch levels of Lost, man. Yeah. Uh, multiple wow. episode character exploration storyline ends with a suicide. He thinks the suicide will be early season three. Hmm. And no one dies from rice and poisoning, which he (laughs) finally says I'm at peace with his his failure. Yeah, cool. So he says, admissions, I'm a state employee whose job wildly bounces between periods of intense activity and periods of absolute boredom. Your podcast (laughs) helped me fill the periods of boredom. I'm really going to miss them until February. Good news, we're not going away until February.
0: Yeah, you can probably join us on one of our other shows.
1: We're going to take a week off at least no Um, yeah because we got gypped out of our (laughs) two-week uh hiatus of uh breaking bad but uh we're i i I, i'm thinking we might do justified when it starts up in january yeah so we're gonna make the call on that after this weekend yeah there are three shows that we're looking at but we're not gonna i mean we're okay are we going to start doing boardwalk empire this season i don't think so it's too late uh same with Homeland. what episode are they on like pretty far along
0: really is this season two yeah okay um i don't know so the three the three shows we're looking at are boardwalk empire justified homeland yeah um we, we still have to watch those shows to determine which one we're going to do right but if any of those shows interest you definitely like stick with the bald dot com site and we'll have more info on that
1: also i see us doing either episode uh in december mm-hmm. um and in through january uh either we're going to do season one of breaking bad or season one of walking dead recap those
0: i think we should do season one of walking dead and just get it out of the way yeah Yeah. to like because there's a lot of back catalog for breaking bad
1: yes it would take a while but the season one they're almost the same length season one of breaking bad season one of walking dead but we'd have the whole thing
0: we'd have something accomplished if we did (laughs) walking dead yeah
1: that'd be good we're complete we're completists here uh so anyway uh Fear not there. We'll have something going on. Thorley W. says, I think Shane just established himself last night as the leader of our band of survivors. He forced them to face the walkers in a relatively controlled situation while reminding them of what they're up against. Uh, He thinks they'll have the same trial by fire fire effect on Glenn, T-Dog, and the rest that the shootout at the Wilshire Estates had on Andrea. If you hmm. think of the zombie apocalypse as a war situation, Shane, as their weapons instructor, was their sergeant, and he just led the troops in their first real battle, one where instead of being ambushed at the campsite, they took the initiative and won. Contrast that with Rick leading two walkers to the barn on leashes, and even though he manned up and shot hmm. Sophia when no one else was willing to do it, I think the momentum is on Shane's side for being top dog.
0: So that that's kind of... That's um, a good point. Yeah, that that is really a point. At the end of last episode, when we were talking about it, Uh, I said that I thought Rick had kind of redeemed himself in everybody's eyes by shooting Sophia. Uh, I think you're right. Um, There's going to definitely be a power struggle here. And the group is split. That's another thing, aside from the Herschel uh, factor, that I'm interested in seeing in 2.5. What happens with the leader of this group?
1: Who is the leader? Well, and what thing that's really driving this now is Shane thinking he's the kid of or the father of Lori's unborn baby because Mm -hmm. it's not just survival, but him now it's a seed.
0: Yeah. And it puts a weird kind of, I don't want to say ownership, but there's like this connection with Lori that they both now have.
1: Well, let me ask you, do you really think that's, I mean, where's, there's no evidence that this is Shane's child. That's true, but there's no evidence that it's Rick's either. True.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) both of them did her. We have to check, check the lobes. (laughs) We
1: do, we do. Don't need a DNA test. The loaves will prove. Oh, yeah. Um, We talked last week jokingly about Dale's hat rendering people Uh unable to be a look at. Sure. Thorley says he thinks there might be mystical properties to all the hats in The Walking Dead. And they go something like this. Rick sheriff hat. Helps the wearer recover from gunshot wounds and increases their confidence. <laughs> Conversely, removing the hat lessens the wearer's confidence and ability to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Shane's police cap increases wearer's aggressiveness and will to survive. Glenn's baseball mm. cap saps the wearer's confidence and makes yes. him susceptible to suggestions. Absolutely, soon it As soon as he lost the hat, he manned up. Uh, yes, definitely. Dale's hat prevents the wearer from noticing things that might endanger them. And Andrew's cowboy hat improves marksmanship and... And increases the attractiveness of female wearer by a factor of five. <laughs> I don't know Aaron <laughs> will never that. admit to that. I think she's a fine-looking woman when she's holding a completely neutral expression on her face. As <laughs> soon as her face moves. Get savage. The scent savagery, as Levi would say.
0: I don't know. I like that theory, though, that all the hats uh, have some sort of powers. Mystical powers. Yeah. Plus one to... Glenn's definitely aggression. has powers. Powers of... Uh, confidence reduction, like you said. Yeah, you want to burn that hat,
1: Glenn. Yeah, don't put that hat back on. Uh, Frontrunner writes in, I think the past three episodes are great, and I agree that uh, until those was getting stale, the one point I picked on up at the end of this episode was that I think Herschel actually wanted someone to put all the family friends slash walkers out of their misery. He couldn't do it himself, and after all the talk about sickness with his family and the kind of spiritual man he is, if there was one thing I picked up on... Uh, him with this during the previous episodes is that he was a stout old man with a lot of pride that doesn't back down. The looks expression that sh- when Shane started dropping the barn walkers like flies looked to him to be like peace and not anger. I think that's why he didn't take the poll from Rick. He could not do this himself, but he looked relieved when it was done and over. Hmm. If he really believed what he had been preaching, he would have at least had some sort of expression or words when his wife family came out of the barn. I think everyone will be surprised when the season starts back up at what his thoughts moving forward will be. And at first I thought, man, this is just one lone crazy man's opinion. But Doris Day, the Earth Stood Still, wrote in and said, I suspect that Herschel really had his doubts the whole time about curing walkers and was merely hopeful once his family started falling victim. Herschel finally realized he needed to accept that these people are dead and allow Shane to open the barn door for a final closure he's really always known he needed. So, you
0: think Shane's uh, gunshots were effective then? Well, where he shot up the I, walker?
1: I, the, the second time, or I think it was the third time I saw the episode, I started really paying attention to Herschel because people were dogging his performance. Oh, really? I like him. Well, but we talked about this last week. There's a lot of okay. people dogging it. And I actually yeah. do think that halfway through the massacre, he did kind of have like this look of like letting go. Hmm. Now, I'd gotten Herschel's going to be a these, Zen master. I got in one of these emails and read that before i saw it so it might have colored my Mm. opinion a little bit maybe so we'll have to see how pissed off he is next season or how quickly he comes around or if he does
0: yeah like i said i'm super interested to see how he handles handles this
1: uh carlos from the consume me podcast that's consume with a k.me
0: yeah uh, he and i've been exchanging twitters because
1: uh he, uh, it's actually interesting. He does uh, the podcast on the walking dead and some video game stuff. So yeah. I haven't heard them, but I did read some site, uh, the site. So if you want to hear some more walking dead commentary.
0: Yeah. I watched a few of them and he, I guess, featured us in one or two of them. Sweet. So that's pretty cool.
1: He says anyone saying Scott Wilson slash Herschel was anything but spectacular at the end of this episode is, as they say, cray-cray. Yeah, right on. I agree. look of loss and realization on his face was epic. The ending of this Mm -hmm. episode was an amazing way to reset the show back to, to a zombie series. It made it emotional, powerful, and brought the Sophia arc to its most radical end. The moment when Maggie simply motioned to Glenn to shoot his gun was emotional and it felt real and raw. She was accepting stuff in a very serious, life-changing way. Hmm. That's a pretty good point that they have, that was a good way to reset the show back to zombies. And it looks like we're going to get, you know, just from the previews I've seen, it's going to be a little bit more zombie-oriented, hopefully. I hope so, yeah. I'm just happy that he agrees with me. That's that's what I want. Someone to agree with me. It yes. doesn't happen often. <laughs> uh, Kyle P. said, I kept thinking about what Jenner said to Rick. I'd be completely upset if I were to find out that everyone is infected. We've already seen too many dead bodies. You weren't turned by it. That is a problem. That is a problem. His best guess is Jenner saw that Shane tried to rape Lori while monitoring the group. Oh, because you know, he actually had all those cameras. Set sure. Up. Yeah. Uh, I see Shane being trapped by walkers in the season finale and needs Rick to save him. I see Rick teasing a save and then let Shane know about the point, uh, about the pointed gun and the attempted rape. Rick walks away and Shane becomes Otis. Rip-offs of the synth ending, but it introduces a darker side of Rick and makes Shane the victim of his male- 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 malevolent deeds. I just hope huh. Shane starts yelling, choke on it, while they tear him up. <laughs> choke on them lobes, maybe. <laughs> oh, they will. Pure gristle. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that could be what Jenner told him. That would be interesting. That would be a good oh, payoff Oh man, to him.
0: And how, I don't know how Rick would have kept his composure up until now, you know? I, oh, I feel like true Rick would have had to have at least shown some of that. He still seems to be
1: buddy-buddy with Shane, yeah, but, but that tried would to, be cool. Try to attack her. That, that's a good point on that. Uh, Matt B. said, Great podcast this week about the mid-season finale. Just wanted to drop some knowledge on something that came up in the cast. The movie with Dan Aykroyd and Digital Underground... Uh, with Tupac, Tupac Shakur was in Digital Underground. What no fucking way? With Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, that was just, that was. The, I, I mentioned this. The guy, the judge, that had no nose.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so that's it's, the name of the movie. It's called Nothing But Trouble and features not Tom Hanks but the immortal Chevy Chase and a young plus <laughs> hot Demi Moore. Great flick. Wow. Disagree with the last. That's I don't say that that's a great flick. I think <laughs> it's a insane fever dream of a flick. Okay, we should okay. watch it. We should cue that up and watch it. All right get some alcohol flowing. It'd be a good time. You hear that listeners? We're going to watch a movie, (laughs) (laughs) watch it with us. Live vicariously, uh, kick it to the outro. Unless you have anything, other thoughts. Oh, that's it for feedback. That's it for feedback. Uh, Okay, well then, let's do the outro. I don't have anything else to say. If you want to know what we're going to be covering next, if you mm-hmm. want to read... I've been a little remiss on my survival reviews. I owe you people two, and I'm uh. committing to get those done by the end of the week. It was the holidays.
0: It's tough Well, not to only that, those. but
1: I'm, I'm doing this other secret writing project, oh. and it's been taking all my writing mojo. Yeah, yeah. So um, now I've got my... I'm all caught up on that assignment. I should be able to, between now and Friday, bang out two of those. Also, I find that it's harder to do... It is harder to do a survival review when the episodes are good. Sure. When episodes sure. are bad and like, I'm re- ready to tear into them. When they're good, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, if you want to follow us at uh, baldmove.com, uh, mm-hmm. you can reach us, send us feedback at watchingdead at baldmove.com. Follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash baldmove. Follow Jim on Twitter at baldmove. And, again, uh, if you want to support our shows, the best way to do so is to leave us positive reviews on iTunes and subscribe. Mm -hmm. You'll also know when we we start backfilling in Season 1, you're going to get that on your subscriptions. It helps us stay relevant on New and Noteworthy and all those other cool things that get us more listeners.
0: And and before we go, I want to say also thanks, everybody, for sticking with us through the season. I know we were kind of harsh on the show at the beginning. Right. uh, But I think the people who stuck with us understand what we're trying to do here it's not necessarily about the show it's about television uh, and good television and we seriously appreciate everybody who's been listening um and hopefully we'll have some more walking dead stuff here pretty soon
1: uh if not then we will see you next year and if you would like to if you did like what we did on this uh season and you'd like to continue to support us again as we said at the top of the cast amazon.baldmove.com anything you buy there it's free to you it helps us out, and we appreciate every bit. Thanks for g- helping us get the 100 reviews. That's pretty awesome. On The Walking Dead. for sh- uh, we Our show's only been around for this season. Yeah, and seven weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. That really helps us out. And I think the iTunes reviews are what I'd get the most of my just pure stroke. Yeah, the satisfaction stroke. of doing the show, yeah. Because not, we, yeah. we know people appreciate it that way. And
0: emails, like any emails we get, any itunes reviews doesn't always feel the best because it's the people interacting with us you know
1: mm-hmm. so that's all i got do you want to kick it to spoilers we got two listener feedback and maybe some final thoughts from us
0: great let's do it if you want spoilers stick around it's so after comic the music.
1: spoilers though so if you want to stay pure <laughs> stay away
0: and if not then we will see you soon and as always i'm jim and i'm aaron good night
1: Spoiler section for tonight. Uh, Daniel WB and Thorley W went to comic territory, so I split their commentary off. Okay, good. It's comic territory. Uh, Daniel says, "I hope they can keep it together at least until the Govna makes a scene." Did Govna? Do you
0: know that character? Uh, I did not get that far in the comic books. Apparently, yeah.
1: So I don't know who the Govna is. Did you make it is. to the prison? Yeah. Okay. Because that's the climax of that storyline. What? Yeah gtfo (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) the climax i don't even remember the character who's the governor you didn't make it through the prison scene no uh -uh. okay so um he's this crazy is he one of the people that they find in the prison no Hmm. he like come he's like he has his own private army and
0: whoa no i didn't get to that there's a lot i got like a couple things into the
1: so we're going to drop mega super saying spoilers here. Spoil me. Um the governor in the comic cuts off Rick's hand. Ah. And it's he a flesh also wound. he also kills Tyrese, which we haven't even seen on the show yet. Yeah, which I don't know, but they wonder he's wondering if the de-handing of Merle indicates that they will be willing to hand unwilling to handicap Rick in such a fashion or is Merle going to be playing that role by exacting his revenge. I think That's Merle as the gov- returning as the governor with, with a chopped army, off hand with an army of lunatics, yeah. would be fucking sweet. It would be awesome. I think that's... And a lot of people, for some reason, are strangely resistant to that idea, only because, like, Kirkman said something. But, man, Kirkman could just be lying to y'all. Yeah, that's kind of his job, sins. right? Yeah. He
0: doesn't want anybody to understand what's going
1: on here right. until it happens. I think I think he... Whoever plays uh, Mer, uh, Merle... Mm-hmm. Who is that guy? Is not his last name? Uh Hooker? tj hooker
0: tj booker it's uh andrew booker no jimmy booker no
1: greg booker (laughs) shit i'll look it up keep talking (laughs) (laughs) i think he would be the perfect governor honestly yeah that would be a great way to tie the books in in the series together
0: yeah fantastic if that happens and i like the cool like homage of losing the hand. It's not Rick who loses the hand, it's a little twist on it, the govna actually. But then if he comes back
1: and and cuts Rick's hand off as a res- as revenge. Oh. That's where he's going with I, that. Can you
0: really have two characters? I feel like once they use something in a show, they're not going to do it again.
1: No, I think you can have a double hand amputation. Man, they do this all the time in Breaking Bad where you see foreshadowing and then it it pays off. But do they do it twice to the same to like different people? I don't know. It
0: just seems weird to me that they do that hmm. to two characters.
1: Alright, I think it it's it's, you know, like a song, like George Lucas says it's a song. You've got the stands of the repeats over and over again. Like <laughs> all that bullshit. Uh, uh, it's Michael Rooker, by the Michael way. Michael Rooker. Yeah. I like Michael T J Rooker. It's Michael Govna Rooker, it's, which is weird. His middle names <laughs> are Terrence Johns, so I think you really could call him TJ Hooker.
0: <laughs> no, his middle name is Govna. <laughs> so i mean if he
1: doesn't come back none of this is funny What no the hell? you're right keep going all right thorley w readers of the comic series no doubt oh by the way you know this is not funny us leaving two minutes of you getting your head dripped on either, <laughs> oh yeah the skylight last although yeah sorry about that i got lots of feedback that people like thought we did that deliberately to be funny really they thought i had a leaky roof <laughs> to deliberately be funny <laughs> nope nope, nope. Uh, I think you should have toughed it out, honestly. Took one for the team. Took the Chinese water torture. It would have soaked me by the end of the show. That would have been sweet. That would have been cool. <laughs> all right, moving You'd on. like the well zombie. Been all bloated and puffy, <laughs> wrinkly, pruney. Yep,
0: I needed Glenn's hat.
1: Thorley W says, readers of the comic series no doubt have taken notice that The Walking Dead television series has kept alive characters like Shane, who were killed off in the comic series. Mm-hmm. But last Sunday, we saw the death of a character, Sophia, who's still alive in the comic series. In the comic series, it was uh, her mother, Carol, who died at the prison that I just uh, alluded to, when Mm -hmm. she committed suicide after her lover, Tyrese, who I also alluded to, cheated on her, and she was rejected by Rick and Lori when she offered to become a second wife. Which was, that was a weird, did you you see that plot line? Uh, I don't remember it, if I did. So, like, in the book... Carol, like, tried to couple up with people for protection. First with okay. Tyrese, and then when she rejected, she actually tried to climb into Rick's bed with Lori and be like, Whoa. let's start a Mormon tabernacle Polygamist. Going Old school. Sort of. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Um, and they rejected her when she did. She committed suicide. Death by zombie, actually. Oh, she just walked out into a zombie? She walked into a zombie, yeah. And the mm. zombie towards started. That's her a throat. bad
0: way to go. Why would she do that? Yeah, there's
1: a lot easier ways, I would think. Yeah. She's mentally ill uh sophia was later then adopted by glenn and maggie and she became carl's girlfriend we haven't seen tyrese introduced yet some people think mm-hmm. that t-dog is supposed to be tyrese for the television series but so far other than being a black man they don't have much in common true uh, tyrese was a yeah. badass yeah yeah he was a football player he
0: was like alpha male yeah t-dog eh.
1: a number one zombie much. killer of the group yeah yeah uh carol definitely seems to be developing feelings for daryl and if he were to have a relationship with her uh number one i would set myself on fire Uh, (laughs) but he doesn't seem to be the sort to cheat so i think it's more likely that if Carol's going to kill herself that he ends up rejecting her and with her current state of mind after losing her daughter that becomes a catalyst for her suicide
0: oh yeah i mean who else is she gonna hook up with dale (laughs) dale's kind of got his heart set on andrea right Yeah, there's nobody left if
1: Daryl rejects her. Yep, time to Mm. wander into the zombies. I see it coming. Time time to go to full Otis.
0: I like the prediction.
1: Uh, Something else to keep in mind, if Daryl rejects Carol's advance and she kills herself, this would be the second time that the writers of The Walking Dead television series have used a character from the television series to do or say something that Rick did in a graphic novel to make him appear less heroic. Hmm. So they want him to be an
0: anti-hero? Or not an anti-hero, but just a they want him to less be a, of a hero? Uh,
1: no, I think this show is trying to make him heroic and have the things oh, that in okay. the comic Rick does as kind of a prick or mm-hmm. insensitive other characters are doing gotcha. instead.
0: They're offloading. Well, I, we've talked about that. You know, They're offloading the bad side of Rick to Shane. Right. Uh, and, and Daryl's the altruistic one, like completely altruistic.
1: Right, because they pointed out a couple weeks ago that Shane's... Dialogue about sacrificing other people to save Lori and Carl is ba- was basically Rick's dialogue from the comics, hmm. and now you've if you've got Daryl rejecting a mentally disturbed woman right before she kills herself, that he would be taking that bullet from Rick is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that I'm wrong about this because while Shane and Daryl are the most interesting characters of the television series the season, it would be a mm-hmm. shame if the writers kept stripping away the dark elements from Rick's character and we get stuck with an indecisive marshmallow who leads zombies around on a leash in the hopes that Herschel will let them stay on the farm. Hopefully, Rick's Hmm. willingness to kill the zombie Sophia when no one else is willing to means we will see a much stronger and interesting Rick in the second half of the season. Yeah, I should have done this
0: in the the regular portion of the show, but I'm calling season three as season of the Rick because...
1: (laughs) Season of the Rick.
0: (laughs) Because he has got some sort of change he has to make, right? He's not been protecting the group as well as shane if he's gonna step up he's got to change and sophia that could be the first step i i really want to see uh rick step up in season three so season of the rick yeah i mean
1: they've got to do something they have with to do more character. with him
0: because he's the lead of the show right what's going on
1: shane and daryl are both the well, most compelling I'm, characters I'm, I'm feeling shane getting blown away by yeah by rick and or carl at the end of season 2.5
0: yeah, he's a renegade. I mean, what's he gonna He's a wild card. Can't have him in there.
1: And that will be a loss of an interesting character because yes, I got to sure. say when Shane's in full-blown Shane mode, mm-hmm. it's pretty freaking awesome. I yep. still like that. What is this? What is this? I mean, it's so awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when he's running towards the zombies <laughs> yeah, gets me full, every time. Full force. Yeah. Like he can't even
1: believe it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, his brain short circuit. Yeah. And his feet just start moving. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts repeating questions like, what is this? What is this? Not yeah. even swearing. He's just... That's... <laughs> he can't comprehend what Mm-mm. he's seeing. Awesome. That's all the feedback we have on the spoiler section. You got any other spoiler knowledge to drop? Uh, No. As I said, I have not read too far into the comics. So like I said, gonna I hope... I'm going to have to read more. I hope they come across this prison, the prison's got coming. The Prison is awesome. Because, right? uh, one of our good friends went to Georgia for a comic convention yeah. over the summer. And she actually had dinner with the people that scouted locations. And they were talking about how they're scouting locations in the South uh, prison locations.
0: God, that's-, so that's
1: coming up and it's must be season three. Yeah. So I hope they don't dick around at Fort Benning and get to that prison because I think they could hole up there and really do some interesting, dramatic character development.
0: Yeah, so I'm. And then bringing I don't know. in the
1: governor was is their first major human threat.
0: I, I see two kind of roundabout paths to the prison. Uh, they know about the housing development, right? Totally overrun with zombies, but they could each have their own home. It's all gated up, whatever. Bad place to go, but I could see them going there because they I, do in the comic book.
1: I feel like that they already did that. Uh-huh, they okay. did the suburban thing. That was and, their and Amos just said, "And eh, eh,
0: we're not going to do that in the show." Um, the other route is they head towards Fort Benning and they get sidetracked on the road again.
1: Okay. No, no, no more sidetrack on the road. Well, uh, sidetracked to the prison is okay. what I'm saying. Okay. That, okay. Uh, okay. So
0: if that happens, that's probably the best possible scenario. Cause I don't want them to stick around on this farm. It's boring. Uh, and I don't want them to actually make it to Fort Benning and I don't want them to go to the housing development.
1: <laughs> well, I got to sell them in the prison. I don't want to see one more scene on a farm. I don't want to see one more. Goddamn, go, you have to. Wait, sh- I, I don't want to see one more goddamn scene of that RV breaking down. <laughs> oh no! If that if radiator that, blows again, if that hose blows up one more time, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to use Dale's esophagus as the hose. How about that? <laughs> see, you're halfway to writing a survival review. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else we got to say about this? Nope, that's pretty much it. All right, it's, I, it's been a great season. On, it's been a roller coaster ride. Yeah, and I've enjoyed it. I'm glad we did it, and I am looking genuinely looking forward to season 2.5. Me too. Looking forward to uh, checking out some awesome shows this weekend. Deciding which one we're going to do best or which one we're going to do next. Looking forward to recapping the first season of Walking Dead and Man Mad Men, Game of Thrones. Yeah, a phones, lot of good stuff. <laughs> sounds they're just around the corner. <laughs> a lot of good stuff in store. I can't wait for the spring. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do it all, man. I, I you, don't know. Because you're going to be doing two podcasts simultaneously, basically. Because I think The Walking Dead and Mad Men are going to overlap. And I'm going to be oh, doing yeah, yeah.
0: three. Yeah, you're going to be... It's going to be like having another kid. <laughs> you're going to be up late nights. You're going to be waking up in the middle of the night screaming.
1: Right. Oh, there's another podcast tomorrow. My girlfriend will break up with me.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be rough. I'm going to drive you to drinking.
1: It's, it, already. Yeah. This cast has already <laughs> drove me to drinking, so... All right, well, that's it. Thanks for sticking with us, people. Appreciate it. Definitely. See you later. Bye.